House of Run podcast. What are you into these days? Mostly running, Howard. Running. Yeah. Look at Bill! Look at Bill! Coming on! Bill, you're coming on! I'm not thinking about making the team. I'm thinking about gold in Munich. What can I say? I got beat by a zebra. Starts now. Welcome back, everyone, to the House of Run podcast. House of Run at gmail.com is the email address. I'm Kevin. He is Jason. On today's pod, we're going to play that sweet, sweet American record song. Yeah. Talk about some crazy news involving Usain Bolt and read a bunch of emails. We got listeners giving other listeners advice. Love uh, hopefully, I set up a meetup between two of our Long-time listeners out in Boulder. Uh, I I didn't get an update on it, though, so I don't know um, if Luke and Brian ever reached out to each other. Um, I hope so. But anyway, we're going to get to all that. How are you doing, Jace? I'm doing pretty good. Uh, you know, the Bulls are undefeated in France, so <laughs> I think that's the sign things are turning around. I was trying to come up with some, like, important track things that happened in France so I could draw, mm. like, some parallels, yeah. and I just I couldn't do it. Because I didn't, I, I need the Paris Olympics to happen, so I could yeah, say things like, be the reference. "Man, that's the biggest clutch performance in France since da 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 da." But I just, I had to just say "Zacre Bleu" in uh, homage to Zach Levine to you. So, anyway. which that was, a, I, I enjoyed that immensely. I'll admit. I'm, yeah, I'm trying to think of the best Paris Diamond League moments, but uh, I was too. I was yeah. too, and I didn't know if you'd get any of the callbacks. Maybe I was going to do a Makisi, Benabad, Medibala fighting each other, but that didn't mm. happen. That didn't happen that in France, I don't believe. Oh, okay, yeah. See, you could convince me that because I'd be like, "Yeah, that sounds reasonable." Maybe some guy. Kevin, some Kevin Mayer, I could have done. Um, uh, Lavillani, perhaps. Pierre Ambrose Boss. Yeah, J- Jimmy Vico. Uh, yeah, I don't know where, how I would have how I would have put that together. But anyway, congrats to your, congrats to your bulls. Um, and congrats to Emily Sisson breaks yeah. her own American record in the half in Houston, finishing runner up in the race. But Hey, she got the record. How what Gabriel Merriam gets the win. Sisson goes 66, 52. Gabriel Merriam was 66, 28, but Sisson under moves the American record under 67, Minutes. Not shocked anymore. I never was shocked, really. I've always known Emily's system was good, but it just this is such such a wheelhouse distance for Emily's system. It's incredible. Yeah, it's nice when you like every time you step on the road, you're just going to set a record. That's a got to be a good feeling. That's three in a row, right? Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, like I said, not surprised. Sub sixty-seven, good. You know, just I mean, just getting getting better. Um, I think she said she went a little fast early, but like overall did not pay for it much. And uh, yeah, I mean, she's, you know, clearly kind of the class of, of you know, U.S. Half marathoning. Yeah. yeah. Well, uh, marathoning too. Now. Marathoning too. Yeah. That's the thing is like, I mean, I, it's, it's, you gotta like, um, you know, just everything, you know, her, her, she already has obviously proven it, proven it in the marathon, but she's, you know, you know, like her odds to go even faster. Yeah. No, a hundred percent. And that's why I think she's so dangerous now and half this because, she had an opportunity and really fulfilled her potential in the full too. And we obviously know how good she is in the five and the 10. So yep. she has, she's at that Shalane Flanagan stage. So it's good just being good at, at everything. Well, right? that's the like Flanagan at all of the, yeah. That's all the, the events. That's the full <laughs> Flanagan as it's known, right? Like you have the five down, like you could be, 
in the mix in the U.S. in any one of those events. I guess when Flanagan was dominant in the marathon, she was still more dominant in the five. Now the women's five in the U.S. is super fast. So yeah, that's really uh, well. Flanagan was super fast too. I want to be clear on that. But it. But it's hard. It's just harder to be great at all those events. Yeah, it's deeper know. now. I think it's a bit deeper now. But For sure. it was uh, the confidence that she has to have. Everybody has a course that they're really comfortable with. Everybody has a course where they feel like, hey, I'm going to get out there and I'm going to get my best. And it now, not to say Sisson can't do it in a bunch of different courses, but Houston, it just feels like it's home course advantage for her at this point. Yeah, for sure. No, I, th- I think that does make a bit of a difference. Like you said, it's not that she's not great everywhere, but um, yeah, when you just kind of have that that feeling, like you're just like, hey, every time I am here, I perform well. Mm-hmm. Like that's got to be just good for the mental game. Yeah. What was your course like that? <sighs> that's a good question. Where did I? Where did I? What'd you thrive, Jace? Do well. Oh man. Uh, so I, you know, moved high school halfway, so only got really two seasons. Yeah. One, so it's like, which one did I run well at twice? I guess is the question. Um, <laughs> well, for me, I was really bad the first two seasons, so it's the same thing. Yeah, that's fair. Um, yeah, I guess. Uh, I mean, I guess where we ran. Uh, well, no, let's see. I was gonna say that. I think I ran one good race and one bad race at uh, where I won league. That so doesn't count. That's a fifty percent hit yeah, rate. Doesn't count. I don't know. You I, are I no Emily Sisson, sir. Yeah, I, I'm. I am no Emily Sisson. That has never been. More accurate uh, for me, Las Vegas Invitational, basic high school. Oh, the uh, the slow up long uphill, right? Yeah, I like the long uphill. So I loved that one senior year, but I don't think I did anything particularly memorable there junior year. Yeah, it was also a lot of concrete, hard surface, which I was always good on. In it's perfect. Yeah. yeah. What are your thoughts on the rest of these finishers in this race? Because we had some other big names. So you have Molly Huddle, who uh, gave birth last year. She gets fifth and runs 70.01. And then I want to talk about Tiernish Dababa and Jenny Simpson, too. Yeah, so Huddle, I mean, you know, it's impressive that she, you know, she's coming off the birth and basically was almost right where she was pre that. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, she never seemed to have that, like, fully, like, did as well in the half and the full that, that we expected mm-hmm. based on her, how great she was on the roads. Yeah. Um, you know, 5K, 10K, all that stuff. So, I mean, I don't know. I, I I just I guess I'm I'm not expecting like some big jump up from Molly Huddle. Like I'm sure she'll just be kind of consistently solid, mm-hmm. but not. I, I just I don't know if there's there's a higher upside there. Um, whereas like Simpson doing the distance for the first time runs you know 30 seconds slower. Um, I don't, I'd be more intrigued by that. I guess mm-hmm. like if you just said, hey, if if you know somebody's gonna do do something that matters, uh, I, I think you know Simpson at least has a shot because she just has no um, history in this distance. Yeah, but she so she goes seventy thirty five. Yeah, what, did you have any expectations on what she could do? Not really. I, mean, I was I was curious for sure, um, but it it just seemed like I was kind of like, oh, let's just see what happens. This this feels like a totally like okay, like middle of the road. Mm-hmm. I, like I don't know what I would have made the over under, but somewhere around this feels about right. It's uh, a starting point, basically. Yeah, right? exactly. Like it didn't like looking at it. My immediate thought was like, okay, yeah, sure. It was like, I'm, that's totally fine. You know, it wasn't bad. Um, I, I think that's kind of what her thought was too after the race. Like she didn't really, she wasn't like super happy, but she wasn't, you know, angry. It was just kind of like, okay, well, I got a lot of work to do. We'll see what happens. Yeah. Do you think marathon now or what, like, what do you think? I, I guess so. Right. I mean, I, I guess, I mean, I guess she could try to do the five or the 10. I mean, she did some of the five already, but um, 
I don't know. I feel like, yeah. I think, I, well, she said it's Rhodes for her, so it's just a yeah, question of so, what and, distance. And she'd probably be good at that stuff. But, yeah, I, I, I don't know. Marathon seems to make sense. I get, you know, when your prime was the 15, that's a long way up. Yeah, um, that's my thought too, right? Like, so, I mean, it, sometimes it does work, but, yeah, it's, it's, it's a big – but she obviously has some 5K experience in steeple and all that stuff, so it's like, I don't know. Maybe it'll work. I think it's tough because you have – We've talked about this before. For the way the roads work, like the, there's like one distance that matters, right? It's a, it's a marathon. Yeah, pretty much. But not to say you can't make a good living and continue to thrive in in the sport, running 10Ks and half marathons and 20K and doing all those famous road races. Because I kind of feel like, man, this is it's a lot to ask to be like, hey, you were one of the best milers of all time. Yeah, you're now, the greatest middle distance woman, you know, American woman ever. Yeah. So now go be like run 26 times that distance and yeah. and be somewhere as as competitive. It just it just seems like it's a very tough ask. But then if you say, "All right, what about the half? What about the what about road 10k's?" It's like, "All right, well then that's just that just seems way more in range because she ran 5k's a lot. You're right. She did the steeple. But going up to the marathon is just, just totally long, different. Long way for yeah. sure. Yeah. I don't know. Now I'm just. I guess maybe it's just the last couple of years where I'm just buying into everybody going in the marathon. Anytime like somebody who is really good, yeah, or is really good goes in the marathon, I'm like, yeah, it'll work. It almost always does. And succeeding. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's just like it's you know every once in a while it doesn't. And like I mean, Dababa made her her return. Um, obviously she's been gone a, a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, so she ran what seventy one thirty. Um, four years it had been. Yeah, I mean that's a ridiculous layoff. So, I, I had no idea what to expect from her. Um, obviously, I think she could get a lot better very quickly. Would not surprise me. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, four years is an eternity, <laughs> and she'd already been elite, elite. You know, one of the best of all time um, on the track for however long it was, uh, a very long time. So it's 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 you know it's it's, it's hard to obviously predict. Forever, like how with, long it was. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, like it seems like she was good, you know, a long time ago. She's thirty-seven now, mm-hmm. which, uh, you know, it's just yeah, Kim multiple. Choge and some other people have everyone that, but like, she won a gold medal in two thousand three. Yeah, and I know you are going to say so did Ellie Kipchoge. That was so <laughs> that's yeah, that I mean, matters. That was literally that was literally twenty years ago, right? Yeah. So, so like, but I mean, like that is that's possible. Mm-hmm. We've seen it. The greatest ever to do it is doing it right now. And Dababa is one of the greatest to ever do it, for sure. Um, so, who knows? I just thought it was interesting that she jumped into this race. Because it's not something you do if you're just trying to see if you like road... Like, it, it's more... It's a very competitive half marathon in the United States, right? Like, it, it just... It was a bold move as your first race back. Right. I guess. But yeah. at the same time, it's just like... I don't know. Maybe expectations. She was just... You know, I, I, I don't know if you want to travel that far for... <laughs> You know, to to finish whatever it was, fifteenth or sixteenth, um, sixteenth. Um, but it's just yeah, weird. I, mean, to see I don't her feel that like there's a lot back. of pressure on her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, is 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 she any different from? I mean, obviously, Bekele never took four years off, but like they're not too far off in age or accomplishments or much mm-hmm. else. Like it's it's not that different. All right. Uh, do you have any takeaways from the men's half? 
Or yeah, Kip we- Two was playing a clown show down the stretch there, but outside of that, <laughs> what do you mean? What does that mean? Like, dude, don't don't play blocking. Run. <laughs> what are you doing? Play blocking. What is it? Oh, oh you this mean- guy's like trying to block the whole way. Like yeah. instead of actually running the race, he's like swerving to try to get in the way. Yeah, I would have DQ'd him. Screw it. Like that was <laughs> that was a clown show. Absolute clown show. Oh man. Was it Chalima? Like, what is he? Th- Come on. What is he doing? Was he going out to lane seven like Chalima? Dude, it was, he was all over the place and he was looking over his shoulder the entire time. Yeah. It's like, dude, we're not, we're not doing NASCAR here. Like, just run, basically. Run the race. Mm-hmm. Like, and I'm really glad he lost. Lul Gerber Selassie gets the win, 60 34. Yeah. 60 35. Uh, let's play the song, though, right? Let's play the American Absolutely. record song. Um, yeah, this is for uh, Emily Sisson, breaking the American record again in the half marathon. Hey, man. Did you see that record? No, not a world, but an American record. Maybe it was a world record, too. It was the best performance by an American citizen or a relay team composed of American citizens and an athletics event within the United States or abroad. Hey man, did you see that American record? All right. What else do we got? What else do you want to talk about here? Let me check out this rundown. Say, yeah, you always prepare this thing. So, I mean, there's the Bolt story, which is. Uh, Bolt story is. I mean, a, a sad, you know, or, you know, depressing situation. Yeah. He's out $12 million, it looks like. An investment firm where he had his money walked away with 1.2 billion total, and 12 million of which was bolts. He has only twelve thousand dollars left in that account, and his attorneys are basically demanding that this investment firm return the money, or they're going to pursue legal options, which seems they like should. a smart thing to do seems like what you would would expect but uh yeah if i lost twelve thousand dollars i'd be like yes we're pursuing all legal options here yeah he's got he's got twelve thousand left but he had he had 12, i don't you know we don't know his finances you, you look at some of those articles like how much money did he make in his career and it's like a lot of that stuff i think is guesswork and also you don't know how much of it is you know like what? What? Like how much is he spending? Right? Or like? Yeah, he's, I'm sure he's taking care of a lot of people in his life as well too. So, just it's just it's a it's a big amount of money. No idea the process now, like how to get it back. I'm not sure, but uh, just yeah, not something you'd expect to see when you're when you're scrolling through uh, the news of the day. No, and it's. I mean, I think he had said that it was basically you know money he had never touched. Um, and it was like retirement money, basically. Um, and yeah, I mean, $12 million, you know, it's like, and obviously Bolt, you know, super famous, but he's not like LeBron James. He's not worth a billion dollars, right? Like, I don't know how much he is worth. And he's he's probably worth quite a bit. But mm-hmm. like, I, I don't think he's quite like complete FU money. Like uh, $12 million doesn't make much of a difference. Mm-hmm. Level rich, you know? Like, I mean, that's... uh. Even even the rich that that hurts quite a bit there. So I, I like I said I really don't have any idea, but uh, yeah, man, I really hope he he gets it back. Yeah, and the other people, 
Yeah, they're, they're, like they're, 2.1 billion. Like it's, uh, 1.2. 1.2. Uh, 1.2 yeah. That's what I think I saw 1.2 total. Yeah, that, that means there's a whole bunch of other money out there from other people uh, who need to get it back. And you figure the audacity of someone to steal Usain Bolt's money. That's something. Like, you think he's not going to catch you? Yeah, I guess digitally it's easier than if the – it's like that story from the – I think it was like the Murray screen era or something. And they took the luggage at the airport and they all chased them down like the, the track mm, team. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, 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 don't, I, don't, I don't pretend to know the thought process that goes into this. But um, yeah, this was an investment company in, in Jamaica too. So this is what everybody always says. This You know, you should – Put your money into investment accounts, right? Don't, right? Yeah. don't put it in things Stocks that are... and securities. Yeah, that seems like the thing to do. Yeah, and I don't know. I don't have their whole sheet in front of me, so no, I, don't, I don't know but, their record, yeah. but it's it's not as if... I'm going to say it's not good now. Well, now but... it's not good, but I'm saying did, I don't think he knew that going in. Otherwise, no, his, him and his not. team would not, would not uh, go down this road. But I don't know, man. It's pretty wild. Like, cause is there anybody more beloved in Jamaica than Usain Bolt? You know. Can't imagine. Yeah. Unless, I mean, Chile and Frazier Price might be close second, but that's about it. I'd say their reputation is tarnished, is what I'm saying. This, this, uh, Just a little bit. This uh, yeah, you might as well fold up business because I don't know who's doing business with yeah, you at this point. Yeah, let's let's piss off the most famous person in our in our country. Um, some other news from the weekend. Getting back to results and stuff. Uh, Yahoo Law almost. We almost got the world record song. Man, I guess it would have been angry world record because I don't know. Do we? We don't recognize road ten k. Yeah, road ten k. I think that's angry. Yeah. Okay. Well, she ran twenty nine, nineteen. Her old record was twenty nine fourteen, or the the record is still twenty nine fourteen. So she missed it by five seconds. This was done in uh, Valencia, of course. Yep. Because that's what they do in Valencia. Men's side, Weldon Langot, twenty six fifty five. I'm I'm. I'm used to the insane track times. I'm just I still have yet to adjust to the insane road times. Yeah, it it took a while from the catch up. Like it was and it, you know, makes sense that first of all there's just way more like super stacked competitive track 5Ks and 10Ks yeah. than there is, you know, road ones. Um shoes. But yeah, it, 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 what's that? Shoes, you know, that they can it, use the yeah, shoes. And uh but even then the last, you know, five plus years like it just yeah like i mean it, it seemed like there was just a you know it, it was a pretty big drop um and it did seem like you know obviously track has has major advantages to run faster but at the same time it was like these road times should be a little faster and I, it felt like once they started record chasing a little more um yeah i'm sure mixed with the shoes and other things you know it, it, it really they, they went down quite a bit well they found valencia and that maybe that's it. They found Just the Valencia secret, in general, the secret pavement in Valencia, which nobody has been able to identify as to why it behaves the way it does. But it certainly is fast. Uh, what else I got down here? Britton Wilson broke a thing Mo's indoor six hundred meter collegiate record, which is not actually as fast as in a thing Mo's six hundred from when she was in high school, but still. Mm. Britton Wilson's going to be really fast again this year, foreign hurdles, and we don't know what's going to happen with like what race Sydney's going to run. So keep an eye on on Britton Wilson because if she doesn't run, if if Sydney doesn't run, then she's our you know and places hold. She moves up into the medals in the foreign hurdles. So 
And then you th- maybe can she get past Muhammad this year, right? She's 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 super young. Could she potentially contend with Femke Bowl? I don't know. Just keep an eye on Britain. I'm gonna Wilson. say no on the bowl part, but who knows what else? Well, you also predicted her to run under 49. Oh wait, no, that was a listener. What did they? Yeah, say? I was like, wait a second, that was not me. I don't think. Um, yeah, I mean, anytime you can break an a thing mo record, even if it's indoor 600 collegiate. Yeah, um, I love it. I love it. You know, I, I, there's not a song angry enough for this record. Um, but it's a good thing, obviously. It shows that you are very, very good um, because you're breaking record of somebody who's, you know, the best in the world. What's your... I think I may have asked you this before. Like, power rank your off distances. Oh, yeah. Does the half marathon count? No, I'm just talking... Indoor off distance. You're talking. Okay. Um. I mean, the sixty is kind of its. Own no, no, no. That doesn't. That that that. that yeah, yeah. That. Also, three hundred, six hundred, thousand, five hundred are the main ones. I think. I think the the best ones are either the thousand or the six hundred. Okay. Um. Because at least there's some. I don't know. There's some intrigue there. The 300 is weird to me. I, I don't. I don't get it. Um, and the 500, yeah. I think it's. I think I might give the slight edge to the thousand. Um, you get a lot of you know 800 and 1500 runners mixing it up, uh, which is fun. And then the 600s probably after that because not that many 400 runners run mm-hmm. the 600. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're it's mainly just 800 people trying to break records that nobody cares about. So, th- so you're going thousand number one. Yeah, thousand number one, six hundred second, hmm. and I just give away the other two completely. <laughs> Interesting. Like you give me a three or f- three hundred or five hundred time, I just am like zoning out. <laughs> yeah, I'm with you on the three hundred. Also, the three hundred is kind of weird because you're just like, wait, it's over. It happens yeah, so quickly. Just, yeah, it just doesn't. Yeah, it's just like, yeah, just give me the just just give the two hundred instead indoors. Like it's fine. Yeah. Six makes sense. Three laps, thousand, five laps. What about two thousand? Where are you at on two thousand? I don't. Meh. It, it's just that. That's another one where I have no concept of time. Like it just. Yeah. No matter how many times I, I could, see, you know, and they don't happen off that often. But it's no matter how many times I see a time from that, I'm like, what is that? Okay, now let me do the math. Is that okay? This an extra lap, so that takes, and it never makes any sense to me. Yeah. So that well, goes sixty the, that goes five in five minutes, you know, sixty, right? So, yeah, I just don't get it. Do we could we could do this? I mean, first of all, we could just do regular distances. We don't have to do weird distances for indoors. We could still run the two hundred, four hundred, eight hundred, and fifteen hundred. Like, it, it's, no, there's nothing stopping cannot. us from doing that. Uh, just just for the record, I want to make that really clear. Um, <laughs> but uh, the six hundred thousand are fine. Yeah, but uh, the anything beyond that, I, I think I'm I'm out on completely. All right. 60 is the only one that makes sense. And like I said, that's, that's just kind of its own little sprint thing. You know? Yeah, to me, I don't count that as off distance because you can't run the 100. Right. That, yeah, exactly. Like, I mean, a, a curved 100 would be fun, dangerous. <laughs> Almost it feels like fun and dangerous at the same time. <laughs> All right. I almost just want to jump to emails because I think. Yeah, that seems. Uh... I mean, there was other results, but nothing else that jumped out at me as being. Um... I don't know. Someone will email us if we miss something, right? I'm sure we did. Yeah. So, All right. Here's Tim in Virginia. 
Yeah. Author of the, well, several House of Run songs, um, including the American Record song. I enjoyed hearing your and the listeners' takes on the upcoming year and track and their personal goals. My biggest non-running resolution is to finish the album I began working on last year and hope to give it some sort of proper release in 2023, vinyl, CD, streaming, etc. Fingers crossed. I can muster up the commitment to make that happen. As for running, I turned 37 in September, and I'm trying to run under five for the mile. I haven't really given an attempt in years, and it's probably been 10 years or more since I last did it. I ran under 19 for 5K last year while doing marathon training, but I really miss ripping 400s on the track. It's funny how that happens. When you can't rip them anymore, that's when you're like, man. But when you can do it, it's like the worst workout in the world. (laughs) I did kind of love them, even though it was so painful. For my bold prediction, I predict the NCAA 5000 outdoor records will go below 13 and 15 for men and women, respectively. This is a good goal. I like that. This is a good... uh, prediction i think this probably this is probably bolder on the men's side the world standards are 1307 and 1457 but we have seen college kids running world standards in the 8 and 15 zahafi kip saying loads of 800 meter women so that's his, that's his prediction for the year uh lastly i want to lend a hand to kevin's possible resolution of learning the guitar i'm not sure where your knowledge of different chords is but i am at, uh, attaching the chords for the american record and high school sub four songs oh man they are pretty simple in terms of the chords within except for maybe that f chord how's that f chord treating you they can be good practice though and if you get them mastered in time for the NCAA cross country championships in charlottesville we can play them together in the broadcast booth oh man <laughs> have That's a great week this is tim in in virginia and here it is i have a google doc subject line house of run song chords um with the lyrics so i don't know like looking at chords like i've I've heard of all these chords before i have no idea how to make them with any instrument Mm -hmm. um or my voice i cannot do any of that um i love this though and i think you, you i could see you having a little musical skills uh that I don't. You should definitely try this. I knew these chords at one point because I took the guitar class in college, like I was talking about. That's right. So yeah. I so I knew, yeah, like C, F, G, whatever the, the basic ones were. I'd have to look them up. The problem is I don't have the guitar. So I have to really decide mm. how dedicated am I to this. I do, however, have a novelty ukulele that we bought for my son when my wife and I were in Hawaii. But it pl- like it's legit. Yeah. So I was thinking – I mean, I'll, ask, I'll defer to Tim here. He's the expert. How, like, is that worthwhile or not? Learning something on a ukulele. Yeah, it's a good question. I, I not as cool at parties, probably. for sure, <laughs> but better at luau's. So, <laughs> how about that? You know, yeah. Um, also, Tim, if you release your album, let us know. I am firming down <laughs> buying this on vinyl. Um, Wait, so, do, you have, do you have a record player? I do. Wait, when did that happen? Oh, a few years now. Yeah. It's up in the loft there, you know? Wow. What what records do you have? Uh, I've got a few. I um I got a uh like we got some old ones like sometimes uh Johnny and I will will go to like, you know, a thrift store or whatever, buy some uh some cool 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 old albums, but then she also got me some uh kind of new, you know, they when they started releasing things in in, in uh vinyl again. She, yeah. let's see. She got me the uh Back to the Future soundtrack. Ooh. Um, she got me the Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time soundtrack. That one's pretty amazing. Um, then we've got a lot of like holiday ones and stuff too, which are fun. Um, and I think I've got like a few other um, 
I want to say a Blink one I've got, and then uh, maybe Guardians of the Galaxy or something like that too. So I mean, not a ton, but I got like a little little stack going. Nice, nice. All right, but I, and I also want to support Tim because he's a you know dude's a dude's a legit artist. Yeah, hundred percent. All right, let's keep going here. Um, I'm trying to get a running related one. Mm. <laughs> I thought <laughs> it's not really our wheelhouse, Kevin. Well, modern pentathlon. Uh, oh, here's Repassage. Here we go. There we go. Remember Repassage heats? I do. I think we all remember that. Patrick from New York here, longtime listener, first time emailer. Welcome. Thank you for writing in, Patrick. Love was it. listening to last week's podcast when you were talking about if someone would be put into the Repassage round if they were DQ'd in the first round. Well, I don't know the answer. Don't worry, Patrick. Nobody does. <laughs> I would think slash hope the answer would be no. Imagine this scenario. Ready? Imagine this, Jason. Put on I'm, your Back I'm to the Future my eyes. soundtrack on vinyl and listen. It's the power of love. <laughs> Jakob lands himself in a stacked first heat with Whiteman, Chariot, Kerr, Kipsang, and Moketeer. Jakob, who hopefully will be going for the 15-5-10 triple in Paris, knows he has seven, several more races ahead of him in the next week, so he could be incentivized to false start the first round to save his legs against a stacked heat. Stacked heat. While this could also potentially save him one round of running, he also gets to race a significantly less competitive heat the following day, meaning he's fresher for the 1500 semi and final than he would have been if he raced and qualified out of the first heat. While I don't think Jakob would ever do this, as I believe he truly loves to race the best, I would hope World Athletics would have thought of a a scenario similar to the above that would mean DQs do not get put into repassage. Again, I have no idea if I'm correct, but I think... Logically, that repassage would only be for the lucky losers and not those who are DQ'd. Love the pod. Thanks again for showing up each week. Okay, but here's my question. When I read that release, didn't they say that this would basically guarantee people two races? I think, yeah, there was that something was part like of that. It, right? Yeah, Everybody I mean, will at least, have at least two races at the Olympics, except for the 100, and you know, because technically there's a first round, but... You get buys going through, right? So if that's um, the case, yeah, and you get DQ'd in the first one, I think they have to let you run repassage, right? It's a good, it's a, it's a good point because I, I have generally been ag- agreed with Patrick here, like where I just don't think you can do that. But at the same time, I guess Jakob would never do this. By the no, way, first no. of all, there's not going to be a heat that's stacked like that. He'll be able to jog through his heat, and he doesn't want to go through the whole rigmarole of going back to the stadium to warm up and do the, do the pre-race routine if he doesn't have to a second day. Like, he just, like it's easy for him to get through in the first round. So I, I don't think this would happen. It might maybe with like a – I think what could happen, and Gordon has brought this up to me before, is if once you're out of the race, once you're out of qualifying position, you just start jogging. Yeah. But that's the people who are going to be in the back. That's not your medal contenders that are going to have trouble with the first round. Right. Yeah. I mean, overall, it shouldn't affect much. There. I mean, you know, I guess, I guess the DQ. You then you'd get the uh, the. I guess, I guess the only thing I can think with the DQ is something like the the hundred or the you know the higher high hurdles, whatever. Where the chances of jumping the gun, like you know, those go up slightly. Because someone, somebody who probably was not going to make the final to begin with, yeah. because they're they're trying to get gain that slightest bit more advantage. Yeah. Um. So you have that. 
Um, I like, you know, I like Patrick's view here, though. Like, I think that's that's the kind of thinking you need with this stuff is like, hey, how weird could this get if we allow this? Because you have to always, like, go with the weirdest possible result. Um, but at the same time, there will, be, like, at one point, right? If they, if they keep their episodes around for decades, mm-hmm. there's going to be some crazy story of this guy, you know, Made yeah. it, it was in the repassage and now he's in the final like that's it might happen this year who knows but like it's gonna happen at some point um and that will be kind of fun <laughs> as it's happening so yeah sure i don't know overall i'm still probably anti-repassage round but um when it kind of works out well i think it'll be interesting well i'm anti still i just think why have it if you're not going to allow reasonable dqs to go like if you punch a person no (laughs) but if you fall isn't it the whole idea a second chance yeah no you're right i mean that's that's i was 100 percent in dq shouldn't be in and you've tilted me slightly towards i don't know if you i don't know if i'm fully in favor of dqs now but at least i'm i'm thinking about it there's not gonna be a false start dq in a 15 it would have to be you're running off the track or you're obstructing. That would be a, a one of the 15 in the sprints. It's going to most likely be an actual false start. Right. So I just, the, the reward for taking the shortcut is you got to go run in the, the loser's bracket the next day. Like that's not a, a good incentive. It, yeah. That, that is the thing. It's, 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 it really isn't an advantage. Um, but you're not you're not cutting the line. You're just going into a different line. <laughs> well, and let's and let's say let's say Patrick's scenario plays out. Let's say it's that loaded of a, you know, some, some whether it's the 15 or, or a different event where you have, you know, whatever it was, seven of the best ten people in the world somehow got got all got in the first round uh, due to due to weird circumstances. Don't you kind of want yeah. those seven people still to end up in the semis? Right. Yeah. I mean, that's right. Yeah. Like that's what yeah. we kind of want. Yeah. I just think. Most of the time, the there's not many upsets from first to second round. Maybe one or two in an event. Yeah, it's it's something went wrong. And when they do happen, it's someone who was carrying an injury coming in. We didn't know about it. Yep. And then them running again the next day is not going to be any better. The other scenario is someone false starts. So then you got to decide: Is this is in its most practical form? This is a mulligan for a false start. The 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 scenario that you described before of okay, it'd be cool if this person had to run the repassage and then now they're in the mix. Yeah, that's that really happens if you're talking about a false start because that otherwise they're cruising through the first round if they're in form. Yeah, it's false start or falling. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I should include that. But then, yeah, then you fall and then you finish the race. And that, there's no controversy there, right? Because that's just the, yeah, hey, you, you, you and, and that's the part where, like, that would be the, the, you know, rare circumstance where I'd be, like, all for it. I mean, like, I'm thinking of Montano. I mean, I think that was the semis that she no, that fell. that was the final. That was the final. Oh, it was, it was just trials. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but something like. In a like, way, it was the first, first, first <laughs> right, round. First, it was the pre-first the Olympics. round. Yeah. Um, but something like that where. If you you know someone fell in the you know the final turn, and I know usually the the best runners don't even get in the neighborhood of of letting that possibility happen right. in the first round, but it could, 
and I guess in those scenarios, that's where I would be really happy that a reposage round exists. Well, and then you could say you could avoid all that protest stuff and be like, you know, we're not going to do that. You go reposage. There's yeah. your second chance. Yeah, yeah, run tomorrow. Now that doesn't that doesn't help if it happens in the semis or if it happens in the final. But I just right. think you you could have a situation where someone false starts in the first round and they go on to win the gold medal if you're able to. I mean, I yeah, I just yeah, that to me that to me is the it's good, the way yeah, it's, it's the it's most a... impactful. If they say, no, that doesn't count, you false start, you're out, it doesn't matter, then I just – I would be shocked. I'd be stunned unless someone fell of someone being able to turn a repetage performance into and you're making a medal. Final even. <laughs> making a final would be tougher. I could maybe see that sneaking in the final. Uh, a couple things break, especially in a 1500 where it's just I say, I guess like a garbage men's 800, I guess that could yeah. definitely make a difference. But Yeah, we haven't seen any of those. Yeah. But – if you're talking about medalists, no, it's it's coming from a, because someone DQ'd or fell. That's yeah. There's not there's not that much chance in in track and field. Um, all right, let's keep moving. This is uh, Noah from New York, formerly yeah. of Boston. Drink. A few quick notes outside of Houston, which I'm sure you guys will cover. Okay, I should have read this before. Talks about Valencia 10K. Uh, there was a super fast 10K in Valencia. Actually, let's move super fast. As I said, Valencia, and it's redundant. That's true. That's a good point. Uh, Law, five seconds after world record. World record watch is on in London and Nagoya. On the men's side, Weldon Langot, Langot 2065. We talked about that. Um, the key note is that in this form, he didn't make the 90s Bulls-esque Kenyan World Cross team. Um, oh, and he mentions, <laughs> he mentions a guy... Uh, Charles Langat, and he followed up later. He got he thought he was in his sixties because he looked him up on World Athletics. But then there's another one that's 26. So, mm. <laughs> but he has this alternate reality where uh, the 60 year old was still running sub 27. Um, no, in 10 Ks. My the, favorite story of the year. <laughs> the Kenyan Roy Hobbs is what he called him. Anyway, two drawing attention to the four times 2K cross country showdown in Australia between Team Team Kenya and Team Australia. Team Australia is loaded with Ollie Horst, Stuart McSwain, Jessica Hall, and Abby Caldwell, the Commonwealth Games bronze medalist in the 1500. Team Kenya definitely has uh, Emmanuel Wignoni and potentially Abel Kipsang and Beatrice Chipkowicz. Based on talent and home course advantage, even with Kenya's dominance at XC, I'd favor the Aussies. Uh, three, my wife is a bit of an Anglophile, so she had us watch the British show Taskmaster's New Year's special. Think comedies. Oh. Comedians. Oh, sorry. Think comedians do ridiculous challenges for laughs. Sorry. Which, relevant to this pod, featuring Sir Mo Farah. I don't want to give uh, spoilers, but it was highly enjoyable, and Mo is a great sport and leans heavily into his goofiness and baldness. So it's called Taskmasters okay. New Year's Special. Out, then. Has Mo Farah been on every reality show? I think so. Is I that... Think yeah. I'm... I don't is blame that... him, you know? You're kind of like, hey, you did your thing, and now you're famous, and you're like... <laughs> They call you and they're like, hey, will you do this thing? We'll pay you X number of dollars. I'd be like, yeah, sure. Why not? Yeah. All right. <laughs> I love it. Let's stay in Australia. Yeah. Uh, Brian. Emailer for me from Raleigh in Pennsylvania from Boulder. Drink. Australian cross-country champs were this past weekend. Well, I said three words at once there. With the world champs being on home soil. I remember that, Jason. They're on home soil. Soil records are out there. The country's top runners competed for a spot on the team in both the long course and the relay. Because, you know, 
There's a cross-country relay. <laughs> the men were led by Australia's 10,000 record holder, Jack Rayner, who's followed closely by Brett Robinson, fresh off his Australian marathon record. Third place was Matt Ramsden. Women's side, Rose Davies took the win over Leanne Pompeiani. She recently upset Davies at Zatopec, the 10,000-meter track national championships. Caitlin Adams rounded out the top three. The biggest surprise for me was Olympian Ellie Pashley snagging six to get on the team after giving birth to her daughter a few months ago. The mixed-gender relay in track doesn't do it for me, but a 2K mixed-gender cross relay? I'm all in, Brian says. McSwain and Caldwell won their respective races. Hall finished second. So this goes back to the previous email. Um, although Ollie Hoare didn't compete, he submitted an exemption and should be selected for the team. Caldwell is a Commonwealth Games bronze medalist. Uh, she was involved in some controversy last year after winning the Aussie champs and getting the world standard, but was left off the world team. McSwain, Hoare, Caldwell, Hull have a big potential to win a medal in Bathurst. That's Brian. Okay, so this makes me think, because U.S. champs are this weekend. How is yeah. the U.S. picking their team? Because they don't have a 2K on the schedule. I'm pulling it up right now. I just, just want to make sure I didn't miss something here. I'm looking at entries. And I'm seeing 8K for juniors and 10K. Um, let's see. Live results. Is there is there a 2K that I'm missing here? It's happening right now. No, we have masters. So are they just picking? How is this going to work? That's a good question. Selection procedures. Here we go. Hold on. I got, okay. the, I got, the, yeah. I got a PDF. It's only five uh, pages. Okay. I will say, it, while you're looking at that, um, as we know, I'm anti-mixed 4x4. I, but, I, but like Brian, I'm, a, I'm not against this. Because you know what? Cross-country, you don't have that many things happening. You got to cut your races, and that's fine. Track has too much going on. There's already got a 4x4, so that's why we didn't need this. Cross-country can do this. 4x2? Sure, why not? Like that's It's kind of fun. It adds something to it. Um, cross-country is a team sport, mm-hmm. where track is not. Um, I think it's I think it's a lot better. All right, I found it. Athletes under consideration will be selected on the basis of performance at fifteen hundred meters, mile, three thousand, three thousand steeple, two mile um, times earned between March first, twenty twenty two, and January fourteenth, twenty twenty three. Okay. Performances so at those year. distances will be converted and ranked according to their point values. Athletes will be selected according to their highest point values. Should a tie exist, athletes' second best performance. And so on and so forth. So basically, they have to email somebody at USATF saying they want to do it. Well, they would have had to by January 15th. Saying, hey, I want to be on the 4 by 2 k So I'm really curious. Wouldn't you think... I mean, the, shouldn't USATF contact them, though? I mean, you would hope so. That's kind of... we. First of all, we like should have submitted... We should have submitted. We should have sent an email. Just throw it in. Why not? I volunteer as tribute to be on this relay team. <laughs> and then what if nobody else sent in? Right? And they're just like, all right, guys. All right. Kevin, Jason, you guys are in. I know Kevin, you Jason, Scooter, and Chief. That's what we're going with. <laughs> um, oh, no. no we need, we need to mix gender. Mixed our Laura yeah. and uh, who else we got? Well, Allison. Yeah, there you go. What? Isn't Allison from England? Sure, she can come over. No, we got to speak in an American accent. It's fine. <laughs> you got to have your. It says that's on page one of this PDF. You got to have a, a U.S. passport, I think. Uh, yeah, 
so that just seems because I think a lot of athletes maybe would consider this, but they don't even know it exists. Like you got a call, you know, like Coach K when he became you know head coach of Team USA basketball. You right. Got to do a little bit of outreach here. Hey, we need you. Yeah, it's weird. It it's uh, <laughs> I don't know. I don't get I, it. I'm interested in the rosters. I mean, I will give. Here's why I'm, I will provisionally support this relay. Yeah. There's only two of other events at cross country being that's, <laughs> that's race, it, it, race. right? 100. Yeah. percent At worlds, at worlds. Now, you know, you do smaller meets and you have qualifying. You got to add another race in there. But there's a men's race and a women's race. I guess there's junior races too. So it's four races. You can add another race. It's yes. not a big deal. And it's not going to impact anybody else because nobody's going to try the four times 2K mixed gender double. It's just not something that happens yet. We haven't seen it. So it's not it's not hurting anybody. Is it helping? I don't know. We'll see how we'll it goes. We'll see. Yeah, it could be fun. Yeah. Whereas that's not the case when he gets on the track and there's 40 other events going on and one event can impact when other events are placed and then it screws up potential doubles later on down the line. That's that's the difference for me. Yeah, someone's just like so tired. They're just like, really? I just don't want to do any more 400s. And yeah. they shouldn't have to. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Here's one from Kyle in California. Modern pentathlon. The modern pentathlon was originally designed as a test of skills required for cavalry officers. In fact, the highest mm. non-Swede finisher at the first Olympic modern pentathlon in Stockholm in 1892 was future General George Patton. Wow. He, he could be making this up. Kind of a weird choice for be, athletic I, competition. I was intrigued by that. Yeah, he's like, these idiots will read anything. <laughs> kind of a weird choice for an athletic competition ostensibly designed to foster goodwill and peaceful competition between countries. I think changing to an obstacle course type event makes just as much sense as the original competition, maybe more. But I think they ought to toss the whole thing out and replace it with an ultra marathon. If they're going to have a minor sport, at least make it one that is at least tangentially related to something normal people would actually do. That's Kyle in California. Um, so he was right. George Patton, there's a to- an article right here on, on Wired. George Patton, yes, that one was a modern pentathlete. So <laughs> Wait, why is that on Wired? I've of all publications. Uh, 2012. Okay. For whatever reason, that was happening. Um, let's see. Oh, here's the, here's the subheading. Uh, America's most famous pentathlete fired a 38 caliber instead of a 22, hated swimming, and took opium before running. The modern pentathlon has changed a bit in the century since. Okay. I might read this, the rest of this article after yeah. this. Um, might need to bookmark that bad boy. But at least, you know, Kyle bringing up that it was meant for cavalry officers. Like, at least that makes some sense. Because before, mm. I was just kind of confused of why this all happened and at least now i'm like okay you got the horses you got the swords you got this you know there's some small sense of logic to it mm-hmm. um saying that i still think we should get rid of it and replace it with what ultra marathon's fine let's uh, I'll, do, I'll, I'll roll with that let's give them a little spotlight for a minute Ooh, great or for just, tv great for or, tv yeah that's that's true great for tv or we just update let's see eliminator man let's come on let's just just do a, co- a cool i mean it could be a ninja warrior thing like but just some some combination of like a really cool obstacle course that combines a lot of athletic skills because those are fun to watch so one you want one event yeah or i like, mean it, it could be a series 
of of a few different events, but like it it, it overall it should be like you know, I I do like the idea of like kind of this one mega event that that puts together four or five different things you need to do well. Fair enough. All right, we're now to the Pennsylvania portion of the pod. About time. Remember Zach wrote in saying he was he was interested in Conshohocken. Yeah. So who's not? Well, that got our Conshohocken PA bureau. <laughs> to their keyboards and they they delivered here so first from brian uh plus one to zach not braff from new jersey's recommendation for marshall to use hinge listen to this sentence hinge is the thing to go apparently plus one to zach not braff from new jersey's recommendation for marshall to use hinge for dating apps I, just so many layers to that <laughs> i met my fiance on hinge i will say that it is a numbers game so con- congrats on the engagement, Brian. Yeah. Absolutely. Also, Zach mentioned that he would be moving to the Conshohocken area. I used to live nearby in Bryn Mawr. A perk of living in Bryn Mawr is that you're close to Haverford College, which has a 2.5-ish mile-ish trail around the campus. Although, depending on where you are in Conshohocken, you can be very close to Valley Green. Uh, Wissahickon Trail, Forbidden Drive. Regardless, both Conshohocken and Bryn Mawr have El Limon locations, so you really can't go wrong with either town. All right? So you thought, okay, that's it. Yeah. We're only going to get one Makes of those. Sense. No. Then Ivan writes in, uh, originally from Springfield, Mass., now residing in Bala Kinwald. First off, thanks for talking about the American Gladiators last week. That show was awesome. I used to have a Gemini action figure when I was a kid. Oh, awesome. Ivan, we would have got along. <laughs> Absolutely. We, we, we do get along. Yes, that's true. We, we get along. Next, for the caller, talking about moving to Conchalkin, I'm still newish to PA, but I do know there's a bike path trail that goes along the Schuylkill. I'm probably, I said this once. Schuylkill? S C yeah, we got the pronunciation well. I think yeah. something like that. Cool. If you're looking cool. to move slow, solely based on the ability to run, then I can confirm that Conshohocken checks that box. All right, thank you to Ivan. Then we got another one. Here's Ethan from Conshohocken. Feel free to connect me <laughs> as a Conshohocken correspondent. So Zach, if you want Ethan's, you know, info, or you know, I, I, Ivan didn't offer, but you know, maybe maybe he can help you too. And Ethan says. Uh, my much overdue feedback on the Conchi Fun Fest. He calls it Conchi, which is Conchi. Good. That's yeah. Oh, yeah, that's what the locals call it. Sick nickname. Uh, feels rather topical since I went to it on a hinge date. <laughs> there are so many callbacks now. This is amazing. It's just, can you If connect? we find out we have one listener who just is playing this massive game with us with emails, I would not be surprised. That'd be a That'd be that'd be I was gonna say that'd be a terrific topic for a podcast, but I don't know. Maybe it wouldn't be. They shut down the main streets in town, had a live band performing, and bars and restaurants had tables set up outside. BYOB was also an option. I was not there during the day, but I imagine the pop up shops and activities were also nice. My biggest critique is that it ended at eight, pretty early on a nice warm night. Would have gladly stayed for another few hours. So that's Ethan. Also from so he he doesn't say whether or not the town should be where Zach goes, but he's just vouching for the fun fest. Which is, I mean, that was that's what started it all, kind of for us. Yeah, at least one hundred percent, one hundred percent. He says, "Yes, I was at Worlds. Yes, I was the kid who said Jakob scratched the rest of the season when I meant Rye. I had to go into hiding after that one." <laughs> Do you remember this? I don't really, to be honest. Um, but man, don't don't worry about it. This you is, didn't need to go into hiding. The, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. the amount of dumb stuff we say, and we don't go into hiding. We release more content every just week. Keep going. It's, it's ridiculous. Going. All right, this last email. This is a serious one. You're gonna hate it. You're absolutely gonna hate this email. Oh, I can't wait. Just preparing you for this. 
Gotcha. This might be the hate email you hate the most in the history of the show. Wow. That's a wow. Okay. I, I mean, I don't hate a lot of emails, so I guess I was gonna say that was bold, but at the same time, like I'm like, what emails have I hated? You know. And it comes from Noah in Oregon. That's the surprising part. Of this. I, I like Noah in Oregon. Yeah, so we love Noah in Oregon. Yeah, I don't know what I'm not a. I don't know. I've he not says, read this yet. I heard some bold predictions around the men's 1500 Jakob Ingebrigtsen. Could he break the magical 326 barrier? If so, how? What kind of race would have to develop? So I decided to reach out to some people in the sport with more knowledge about that record than me and get their opinions. Here's the way I phrase the question. If you're going to bet a million dollars, who would you say holds the clean world record, the 1500? Wow. Expert. So do you hate it yet? No, I'm, I'm, I'm intrigued, I guess. All right. Well, once I'm done reading this, you have to tell me honestly if you hate this email. Okay. So Expert One, former Nike-sponsored 1500 5K runner, said none of them. I don't think Co was clean and there's no way Mo was fast. Let me just stop here. Disclaimer. I'm reading an email. Yeah. So this is this is is, you don't believe any of this stuff. You're just this does not reflect the what how does it how does the verbiage go? Do not reflect the uh, opinions of the hosts. Uh, I don't think Co is clean. There's no way Mo was faster than Co at the 15 or faster than a doped Cacho. I'm just so cynical now, and I'm not giving it to the white dudes on this list just because they're from <laughs> England, Australia, New Zealand, and Norway. That's expert one. Expert two, British-born PED researcher and marathoner, said, I don't believe any of those guys on the sub-330 list were clean, but even speculating gets to be a bit tedious. <laughs> I used to fall for the Brits of the 80s had to be clean because EPO didn't exist yet. Or Paula Radcliffe is probably clean because it would take some real cheek to sit in the stands with the EPO cheats out placard if you're a cheat yourself. But over time, I've come to accept that there's just no limit to what people will do to cheat, even when there is little at stake or how nice, honest, and fair-minded the person seems. So that was expert two. Expert three, current Nike designer and PhD who specializes in flats and spikes. That's hard. I could go as low as Stuart McSwain. But I'll go for Inga Britson, but half the guys on that list have literally been busted for doping, so it's really hard to say. So this is Noah again. So looking at the 35 guys under 330, who do you think holds the clean world record? Thanks in advance for your hot take. That is Noah. Uh, let's see. I'm pulling up all-time athletics here. No, no. He put it in the email. Oh, no. I'm just – okay. Uh, world record El Garouche. Uh That's who I think <laughs> holds the world record. Did you hate the email? I yeah I mean it's yeah I did um and it, I didn't you know no I I think it's I think it's good uh, pod fodder if you will um but uh, you know me everyone who listens to the show knows that I will believe everybody until proven otherwise if you test now, positive yeah then I go all right fair enough I was wrong to be excited about you I guess and I you know no longer relevant um. For the record, there are people on this list who have served doping. A hundred percent, and those, yeah, yeah, and it, and is it likely that at least one person who has not served a doping ban was doping? Oh, absolutely, yes. yeah, yeah. <laughs> right, unquestionably, I would say. Do I think? I mean, to say no, everyone under three thirty. Yeah, that's 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 a that's stupid. Stupid. It's just dumb. <laughs> Send me this guy's email, Noah, so I can tell him he's, he's done. No. Well, okay, but the whole thing, the whole like, there's no way Mo was faster than Co. Yeah, that's just like, like that just tells me you don't watch running, you don't care, like you don't pay attention to anything. Well, this person was a former Nike sponsored fifteen hundred and five k runner. It's it, 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 he's bitter that he wasn't better. Well, <laughs> you're just torching uh, Noah's 
I don't know if they're his friends. Sources, I guess. So, yeah. Not sources. But like my my thinking is just like you're trapped in that era, right? Or there's nobody who can possibly be faster than this person. Or you, you've drawn a line, right? And you've said human beings can't improve past this point. And anybody who does, it's proof that they cheated, right? Right. Because if you look at this list, there's – I mean Nick Willis is on this list. I was going to say, yeah. 329.7. Dude's now, still again, competing basically. Yeah. I mean you – and you never know anybody at 100% obviously, right? And, yeah. and I think what you said – when you said, are there people on here who haven't been busted who were using? Yeah, the likelihood, just knowing track and field, that that would be... Almost certainly. That yeah. would be that would be very likely. But, like, I don't know. They just... I mean, just the outright... This kind of surprises me, honestly. Now, maybe we need to... Noah, he knows a lot of people, apparently. Maybe... I, I'd be... Ask three more people, Noah. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, I'm generally curious. Like, ask three more people who are... Not not just random people off the street because they're gonna be like, "What? Who is Silas Kiplagat? Don't do that." But ask three more people who are, if if you have access to them, who are close to the sport, and and I, I just wonder because basically the first two people, nobody, nobody, and then McSwain, and if so, McSwain is, what's he? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. So there's what. 26 people, 25 people in front of McSwain. Oh, I guess that I guess that same person says Jakob. So Jakob's eight. So there's seven people in front of Jakob. Yeah, I I don't know. I, I guess I get how people can get cynical. You hate cynicism. I you do. Hate I really cynicism. do. I, I, I'm not, you know, I'm not a cynical guy. That's sometimes I'm cynical around you and you just say, get out of here, Kevin. <laughs> not today. Yeah, and, and you know, like it's, I, but I can, I can understand it to an extent. Like you get burned so many times, right? You're a big track fan your whole life. I'm just gonna pretend that these guys are older than me because they sound like bitter old guys. I'm just gonna be straightforward about that. Um, <laughs> that's not to say all old people are bitter because they're not, but yeah. some people are old bitter guys. Um, so you grow up a track fan. You, maybe you're in the running boom in the '70s, right? And you're loving it. You're to- you've totally created. I've created a person. person. You don't know. I've created this person, and you're gonna get mad at this person. Well, no, no. I'm, this, this is how I'm trying to understand this person. Oh, okay. So you go, you go. The running boom. So you're like, oh man, love this track and field. This stuff is great. And the 80s are happening, and you're like, wow, everyone's so fast. This is awesome. And then everybody <laughs> gets get busted for drugs, right? Yeah. Like just yeah. over and over and over, and you're just like, oh no, this is terrible, and that scars you. Because you're just like, well, I, I guess this is all a sham, right? Nothing, none of this is real. Yeah, I can't believe anything. Um, and people continue to get busted throughout the '90s. There was still plenty, plenty of busts, you know, right? Like, I mean, it's yeah, just just as much, maybe. I don't know, whatever. And it still happens today, right? People get suspended. We talk about it every two weeks. <laughs> Some so and so got oh, busted. Hundred yeah. percent. Um. I get it. There's always going to be some people who get by. Um, we're catching people more consistently, I think, where like like earlier, where it's not this like looking. I, I, I at least I feel comfortable. Maybe you could say it's me, just like rose colored glasses or whatever. But like I feel like I'm like, oh no, like so we're weeding out those people. Like this happens, and it's yeah doesn't happen ten years after the fact as often. Twenty years after, whatever. Um, so I guess I get it from that aspect, but I'm like, man, why do you watch the sport then? Like, what do you, 
Like, are these people, do they watch track? Because why? Genuinely, why? Like, if you believe every one of these people are cheating, the, everyone who's broken 330. Which like, I think is, for the record, I think it's 38 P. I wonder when he goes. He says 35. I like, 38. But maybe there's people that were taken up. And okay. there's obviously, Sorry. like, cur- no, no. <laughs> there's obviously, like, current people, you know, past people, whatever. But, like, so you're just basically saying, okay, Jakob, maybe <laughs> the last guy. But, like, the other guys are, like, absolutely not. And I'm not saying Jakob is infallible. But, like, then you're basically saying, oh, this, you know, the best distance runner in the world right now mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. cheating. Yeah. So he's going to keep winning gold medals and setting and probably setting records. Then why are you what? Like, what's what's the point? I think what surprises me too about this opinion is if you look at this all time list, it spans several decades. It's all over the place. It's and it spans a bunch of different countries, right? And a bunch of different types of runners too. Cause usually when you hear someone express skepticism, which again, don't blame people for being skeptical, and there's nothing wrong with being skeptical. It's concentrated in eras, I feel like. Yeah. Oh, can't trust anything in the 80s or it's concentrated in, in groups of countries because there was some big bust at some point or it's the two things combined. It's a country during this era, right? Or anytime I see this sort of crazy um, – like if you looked at if, – if all the top 35 was all 1980 like it is in some events yeah. or all 2020, one and beyond, then I could see it. But it's just like you – you're just saying the whole sport has been corrupt for at least the years. anti-doping side of it. Yeah, the entire time across <laughs> every basic country that competes and – because you got people on here that are just one-hit wonders. But then you also have people in here who are, you know multiple-time Olympic no champions bridge. and the biggest <laughs> names of the sport, too. So yeah. it's it'd be weird if some – I don't know, if, if there was some event where the all-time list wasn't necessarily reflective of the people who won gold medals somehow, which I know that's a long shot. But it's not that. It's it's like ev- this this event has everything involved in it. Yeah. No, I, I mean, it's a great point where uh, – yeah, I'm just – and then I just want to like, okay, so everything under 330s. So who's who's your guy? Then well like, that okay so I want him to email that as well too yeah because like to find, all right, well, it's a who weird was. line to draw yes and if and no it's you got to tell me tell us if it's him like if he was a three thirty two guy and he just refuses to believe anyone can run faster than three thirty I, I really want to know well um, also like so Philip Ingebrigtsen three thirty oh one he's on the other side of the line there he is no but it, but is 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 he above board and then what happens if he PRs by 2 100s yeah. is he no longer above board yeah is this like I, I mean is this a mythical like 330 is unbreakable in their eyes like they really believe that's not a possibility no but maybe the time was he just happened to ask about 330 maybe no no for something. sure but like that i mean the fact that it's been done over 100 times and by 37 or whatever you said different people yeah um like where's I guess where's where's that fictional line? You know, is it the story I always love to bring up about people thought four minute mile was impossible and your heart would explode and all those fun things? Like I, I, I don't know. Like it's just it's so many people. Like you, like you mentioned, so many people from so many different countries from so many different time frames. Like, yeah, I, I and just, a lot of these at would that be point, eliminated. It's a massive conspiracy. Well, and, and a lot of these people would be elim- like if you took out 
the people who actually had doping positives, right? We could get down to a smaller list and maybe sure. maybe we should do that and, and we get like a more accurate number. But just off the top of my head that you'd still have a significantly high number of people, right? Like who are who haven't ever tested positive or haven't even, you know, been connected with anything. Or have yeah. whereabouts violated or have any of the stuff that's sort of related to it. I think Sometimes people get confused. It's like, well, why do you discount certain performances where there was no positive test and not others? It's just like, well, with some of the stuff, especially you go back to the 80s and the documentation that became available later on, right? Like the Stasi files and stuff. It's like, all right, well, yeah, they didn't have advanced drug testing. But we know now after reviewing historical documents that there was steroid use going on. And that just isn't av- – and, and that's not the case in every single um, situation. The sentence the second guy said, over time I've come to accept that there is just no limit to what people will do to cheat even when there's little at stake or how nice, honest, and fair-minded the person seems. I mean, that that can be true. I mean, that, that that's I, – I would say it's absolutely true, but that doesn't mean everyone has no limit. That means right. to, to any given person, yes, there is no limit to what a given person might do. Don't put track cheat. fans on a jury. Yeah. Unless like, you're the prosecution. Right. It's just, I, I don't know. I, like I said, I mean, are you, like I said, do you, do you like the, like, I, I genuinely don't know how you could like the sport. Well, it sounds like they don't. Yeah. And that's, that's really what it is, right? Like, I mean, that's, it's, it's like, my, my question would be like, do you watch? And if so, why? Yeah. Because I guess, I don't know if I, if I, if something I liked, like, just, you know. If, the, if, I, if all of a sudden it came out, every NBA game for the past 50 years has been fixed. Yeah. Yeah, you'd stop a- Every single one. Be like, well, that's the, the NBA's over. It's, it's done. <laughs> like, there's, there's, there's no more league, right? We I mean, can't do this ever again. Yeah. Some were. Yeah. There was a Donaghy scandal, that, that stuff. Yeah. Like, like I said, there's no limit to what one person may do. But I, I, just, I just don't, you know. Well, okay. So wait. And the way it was phrased, if you were going to bet a million dollars, who would you say holds the clean world record? And they said nobody. So does, it, does that mean they don't, they don't even want to participate? No action. I mean, I don't have a million dollars to bet, but, you know, it's, uh, yeah, I just, uh, it's, it's weird to me. Yeah. I'm, yeah, I, I just, I mean, I can't pretend to have any more idea. I'm, I'm not smarter than the tests. Someone could be from a country that has a history of like bad stuff, but it doesn't mean that every person from that country is doping, right? Like, I mean, someone could have run during an extremely dirty era, but there, there had to be some clean athletes, right, in the late eighties, presumably. Like, yeah, I don't know. Um, yeah, I mean, I mean, yeah, like obviously, yeah, there, right? There, there, there had to be, there had to be one. Is that fair to say? Okay. Then, yeah, I then I'm not going to condemn everybody. Yes, I mean, someone was probably spooked about side effects or something, and and didn't do it. I guess they'd right. say, well, that that person wouldn't be on this list because they never would have ascended to that to that. Right, level. and that's yeah, and, and I, like I said, I'm not defending the '80s to be clear. Like, I mean, there's there's definitely a lot of lists, um, and the women's side is, you know, the records are that much more kind of egregious in some areas. Right. Um, where you just go, hey, that's so weird that everyone was so fast from 1983 to 1988, like or whatever. Yeah. Well, that that looks sketchy. Yeah, I'm like if you said, that. yeah, if you said who has the women's like clean world record in the four hundred, like yeah. you'd get a lot more concrete 
answers. That'd be a tough. Yeah, that'd be tough for like. Well, yeah, what would I bet my <clears throat> money on? Like, but then I would immediately go to like, well, Shelly Miller Weibo seems seems like a safe bet. Yeah. I just, I'm fascinated by people's insist. Like, what's their line? Right. Oh, nobody can run that fast, and if you run that fast, you're cheating. And I almost, I think it comes into play when you talk to people who at one point competed at a high level, in part because they, they're the only people who would like know, like know the names and know the people involved in the sport because you can, it's not the NFL. Right. So you have to have somebody who's a passionate fan. But I, I sometimes I feel like the people who competed the longest have an idea. Now you can say to me, well, they competed the longest, Kevin, and they saw stuff and that changed their opinion. But also, I think they have a firmer feeling on what the limits are because they were really good, but then they got beat, right? Or somebody else got beat. So then that they, they knew that was that was really good or they trained with. But I just... Well, I think they believe they have a better firm on, on the limits too, right? Like, I mean, if you're great yeah, okay, and you like have that. an idea, but it's like, I mean, it's, you know, it's what we see in every sport. You know, and, and maybe basketball is probably the most common baseball short lived behind where it's just like, well, these these teams now they couldn't compete with the Celtics in the eighties and it's like Yeah. Maybe. Like I, I don't know, but it's like it's it's that holding on to your thing yeah. and it's like yeah. just not able to believe that like people are better. Yeah. I mean and like so now would you say the testing is the most sophisticated it's ever been? Yeah, it has to be, unquestionably. The doping also is, though. (laughs) Right, exactly, exactly. So maybe we're, are we in the exact same spot we used to be, or are we a little bit ahead of where we were before? I feel like we're ahead of where we were before, because, I mean, the, you know, the testing was, as, you know, the doping gets better, obviously the testing then in turn reacts to that. And not to say that that, I think the te- you know the, like they say the doping you know, always stays ahead of the testing. Yeah. But I do think that gap closes co- consistently. Like I think it's gone nothing but closer and closer together. Well, and they've had this whole initiative on the intelligence gathering side of it too, right? Right. Like and and whereabouts failures and, and just so like the- yeah, like you said, whereabouts and also like technology. Like somebody talking about they were in a car accident and then you find on Twitter and there's a picture like yeah those yeah. kind of things like where you dude man the 80s. 90s, you could lie about anything. Nobody could call you unless they literally saw you. Yeah. Now it's like so impossible to lie about stuff. Well, and it's no doubt that there's still PEDs that, but it's like when, oh, when someone, well, yeah. well, I mean, PEDs that are still effective, but I, we were remarking at the guy, the, I forgot who even who it was, but they had like an EPO positive. You're just like, well, what are you thinking you're going to get away? <laughs> it's comical. Without, yeah, well, and then you have the bi- biological uh, passports too, right? So it's marking, um, monitoring your blood like over time, which is a technological that, advance. So yeah. I think this they're catching the, the drugs that have bigger impact. There's still, again, there's still going to be new stuff and they're going to innovate and things like that, but... There's a reason why I don't think you're seeing the same like dramatic. Oh, here's this random super drug out of nowhere, like you were seeing, and then you'd see, you know, like Barry Bonds obviously is a good example, right? The physical transformation that he undertook. Yeah. Like I think you see a little bit less than that. I mean, do you think there's any event where 
in the world championship final, every single athlete was dirty this past year? No, absolutely not. Yeah. Not, not, no. <laughs> like, not, it doesn't even, didn't, doesn't even cross my mind. Yeah. And it could, but on the, on the, I mean, you could say on the other side, do I think there's any event where every single person in the final was clean? I'd be like, eh, maybe. Because, I mean, the yeah, finals can only have eight but, people sometimes. And I'd be like, that's not a crazy amount. But, but then I won't that be surprised gets back if, to – Yeah. Sorry. Go, go, ahead. go ahead. No, I just wouldn't be surprised if any, if, if any given one of those may test positive. And, that, and the cynics might say, well, that's why I can't trust any of them. Yeah. And that's fine. But I don't – It just sucks because Jake Whiteman and Timothy Chariot, like they ha- they're responsible for right. yeah. decades of – you know, or pick whoever athlete. You know, take an athlete like you assume that they're that they're clean, right? Take five of them, whatever. Like they're just paying for the sins of decades of people cheating. Yeah. So it's like we've really let that group of people and that era. Um, I guess the current group of people who still do it, of which there is a group, but also just that whole era, we've like let that tarnish this next era to the point where you're like, I'm going to throw out everybody who's broken 330. I want to know the same people's thoughts on super shoes though, too. Cause couldn't you say, Hey, a lot of these, uh, <laughs> I would imagine these people are cynical about every part of the sport at this point. Like I'd be really surprised if they were like, yeah, Oh, the shoes are great. Love them. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, I think, you know, what you said too about the biological passport and like monitoring all those different levels. Like I, and I don't know exactly how, you know, um, drug testing was done in the eighties and nineties, whatever. Right. Like I'm, I no idea, but like, I think the level in which they measure all these individual, not, it's not like, Hey, we're testing you for this drug, right? We're seeing if you have EPO or this or whatever it's, Hey, we're testing these very specific things, like how your body is functioning. And when something changes, like that sends up a red flag. And then, yeah. you know, you, yeah. you, it's just like, like that's such a more effective way of testing. Yeah. Right. Like where you can just go, well, okay, this spike to this and we know science. So we know that could only happen because mm-hmm. of this, you know, mm-hmm. whatever, you know, I th- I'm assuming that's how scientists talk. Um, <laughs> hey, you over there. By the way, I think this podcast probably appealed to no one because we went from like hinge to conchahawken <laughs> to like serious doping talk at the end. It's true. I was thinking of saving this one to, to next week, but then I, we had time. so I wanted Yeah, to we were only at like 40 minutes. I think we did 30 minutes on doping. But Oh, I, I mean, I apologize to people who don't want to hear about it. But, no, and uh, I, yeah, and I get it. And I get it. And, you know, I'm sorry if I got a little wound up, but uh, no, I, I don't think you got that wound up. I love the sport. I, and I, I think it's dumb to. I, I, it's, honestly, I think these guys, like, they might be really smart and really accomplished and all this stuff. I just think, like, that is a terrible way to watch sports. Like, why are you even – what are you doing? What's the point? <laughs> I'm glad that uh, when I build it as an email you'd hate, that you'd actually hate it. It lived. Up, it was up there, for sure. Yeah. Well. That doesn't mean I hate Noah, to no, be clear. no. We appreciate no. I I mean I think it was a good email and it honestly email. this yeah. this I've met some cynical people and I've read some cynical things in my day. This surprised me. Like when I when I said when I read the actual sentence of what he asked, I was like, oh, this is going to be like interesting. Like what name they they came up with? And it was just, I was like, oh, oh, 
oh, you too, expert number three? Like, it actually, <laughs> it actually surprised me. So, yeah, I I want to follow up here. I want to I want to find out more about what they think. I'm genuinely curious. They're like, yeah, Bob Pettit is the greatest basketball player of all time. Yeah, and I wonder if it does extend to other sports, just in terms of or other. I mean, I'm sure they extends to other distances. I just, I just, I always want to know, like, okay, what do you think the limit is? Like, what do you, what are you prepared to accept? Right. Yeah. Yeah, and I think it's just you know, I just think that oh, I've reached that that level of of no return, really. Yeah, because again, th- then you get into. <laughs> I, mean, I don't know how fast they ran, but like you get really quickly into like, well, hey, this guy you trained with ran this fast. Like, <laughs> was, you know, no, but seriously though, no, like, but like, yeah, that like, yeah, the running community isn't that huge, right? Like, if you were pretty successful, you, and some people yeah. have run some fast time, like out of nowhere, there's some people who've run some fast times, right? So you get to like, okay, Billy, who won like the Ivy League championship and then ran a three thirty three. Um, he's, he could, he, he's cool, right? You know, but this person who ran 329, you know, who had all these other things in their favor, you know, they were born in altitude, blah, 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 blah. Like, nope. Nope. Sorry. Nope, Absolutely no. not. Yeah. Like, it's just. And also just the idea that like Farah was like, oh, I there's no way Farah could have been faster. And it's like, oh, really? The greatest closer in history of, of the 5,000 couldn't have been. Pretty fast, yeah. the fifteen hundred. Well, and you got to look at the the look at the freaking context too of that one. Yeah, where, where did Farah do it? He didn't freaking Monaco in one of those insanely fast races where he just hopped aboard and got a crazy fast time, right? Yeah, like, and that I, yeah that happens all the time. But it's also like yeah, the dude was yeah he never t- like time trialed the five and ten real or really, yeah. but like you saw the way he finished those races. Like you think he would have been a decent fifteen hundred meter runner? Yeah, yeah, I think it would have been okay. All right, I think we should leave it there. Yeah. I got to go practice, uh, get on my ukulele. Hey, man, did you see that record? <laughs> I can't wait to hear it, man. I, I mean, and if it's a duo with Tim, then even better. <laughs> it's another high school sub four. Now the all-time list gets one more. I can't. I'm not going to sing. <laughs> it started with Jim Ryan. Now the number's multiplying because another high school guy just went sub four. GFGC. <laughs> oh man, I, I, you know what, Tim? I appreciate you. I bet you're a good friend, man. Because you, you heard what I said, and you're like, let me, let me see how I can help. That's awesome. I know. That's why I'm like, I want him to release his album. Yeah. Like, I've, I've heard his, you know, this, this silly little tidbits that are incredible that he comes up for our show. Yeah. But like, I want to hear that. I want to hear a full album's worth. Oh, I'm, no doubt he's, no doubt he's talented. I just think. He answered the. He's like, "Hey, I have that skill." That yeah, no, that's a, like you said. Yeah, that's a learn. good. Uh, yeah, it's a good dude. It's like me adding things uh, on your. Have you come up with one yet? Uh, a goal for this year? <sighs> Man, oh, you, you sent over. You sent over a lot of good ones. Um, yeah, I don't think I've added them since the last pod, right? I don't yeah. think so. Take a sign language class was the last one I added. That's right. right? Which is that's good. That's, that's like a good skill uh-huh. to have. So you still haven't decided yet, though. I have not. You don't need to pick one from the list. You can pick one from. That's true, anywhere. but I know I, I think the list is good. I'm, uh, and there's a there's some mm-hmm. I'm going to try to knock out. You know, like I mean, I think you had to go to two sporting events or yeah, that was easy. Like, that was, like, hey, was right. low hanging fruit. I don't know. Interesting though. 
Well, because I'm like, okay, I'll go to a Premier League game in, in England, but then I'm like, let's find some weird-ass sport to go to in Belgium or something. Where are you know. going? You're going to London, right? London, yeah. Okay, so let's see, which Premier team, Premier League teams in London? That's obviously um, Arsenal, right? Of course. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> um, Chelsea. Okay, hold on. I don't even know. Oh, there's seven London-based teams in the Premier League. Yeah, oh, you know, I mean, we've got listeners out there. Tell, which which one should I go? Well, like, what would be? A, I mean, they're all going to be a great vibe. I have no doubt. But like, what would be? What would be the best move? Oh, you're probably going to get a lot of emails on this. I would yeah, probably. I, I, because like, I'm not the biggest soccer fan, admittedly, but I think like the vibe, like the the energy. That's the premier, that 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 Premier League like that looks incredible to me, and I really want to, uh, really want to experience that. I mean, it's it's also depends. You want to be in East, you know, East London, West London, I, uh, North London. I was gonna or, say North. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm down. You know, I'm gonna jump on the rail, do whatever I need to do. So don't do that. Year found. Let's see what the oldest one is. Okay, Crystal Palace, 1861. Wow, wow. start of the Civil War. <laughs> I mean, a lot. Most of these are eighteen hundreds. Yeah. So, like, that's yeah. It just sounds amazing. Like, I, I want to do that. Brentford, out in West London. I think uh, someone can correct me. Wrong. Isn't Bre- Brentford? I think might be the one that's like all in on analytics. Oh, okay. Based on how they put their team together, could be wrong. I like analytics a little bit. Uh, and their sponsors, Hollywood Bets. Okay. I just I can't get into the jerseys. I've started watching it more. I yeah, just, the jerseys I, are weird. I, it really bo- it really bothers me that you can't just get a jersey with a team name on it. <laughs> like I'm fine if you load them up with ads. I just want the team name to be the biggest thing on the jersey. Yeah, I, but then put everything else on there. It's totally fine. I don't want a, like the name of a Qatari airline <laughs> on a shirt that I walk around and wear. Like it's it's like I'd rather wear a turkey trot shirt. Like honestly, yeah. the cool thing about the club here in Austin. Is the sponsor is Yeti, you know Yeti, right? The yeah. coolers and the water bottle stuff. So it just says Yeti across the top, which is that's pretty much the best case scenario, right? If you're gonna have a corporate sponsor, because it says like a Yeti is also a thing. Yeah, that's pretty good. Even though they're not the Yetis, they're not the but, Yetis, right? Yeah. But you can kind of see where all right, that would be fun, as opposed to some of these other ones where it's Hollywood bets. It's like all right, cool. Yeah, it's weird. I because I, I yeah, I mean I've, I've watched a bunch of soccer games and then you turn on a game and i'm like who is that like which yeah team can it just that? say manchester united on its shirt it's i don't know how I'd to settle tell. for man U. you give me those little abbreviations yeah. that's fine yeah 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 anyone well the shield it like there's a little shield on it that has it but it's like so small it's so small all right we gotta go we yeah. will uh we'll talk to you guys uh next week a bunch of indoor track coming this weekend and then we'll have a lot of stuff to preview for for next weekend as well this is sort of one of the last middling weeks before we really get into it so houseofrunnergmail.com thanks everybody for listening and downloading we'll talk to you guys next time Jessica Ennis see you in Conchie <laughs> <laughs>